the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 24, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think we have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the Man in Black from ROH, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. You call me a cabinet member. Well, Kingpin Brian Malonis. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you're, you're out there in a couple of capacities. I was. Yes, I, I, I was. I was. I've never been, so, and we'll get into it, the uh, yes. Ladder War 6 later, but I was never so happy in my life that uh, somebody wanted to walk to the back under their own power. <laughs> 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 yes, we, we'll definitely get into the uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Uh, we were both in attendance. Well, I mean... Well, some of us watched the pay per view, and some of us were on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, speaking of pay per views, Brian, that's my Tony S segue for today. Speaking of pay per views, there was a poll that we put up on the WPAN on Twitter asking, since we haven't covered the last WWE pay per views, the uh, split brand pay per views, I put out something there asking, you know, do you miss it? Do you want us to cover these pay-per-views? And thankfully, the majority said, no, just do what you're doing. All right. <laughs> I love our audience. <laughs> so we will leave that to the uh, Check in the Boots podcast, as I said on Twitter. They do the analysis of all the shows top to bottom, so make sure you check them out. But uh, thank you very much for uh, your approval and letting us continue to do what we do. And um, We'll talk about a Merv Griffin time, but I ran into you know a member or two of our audience over the last couple of days. So we'll get into it. It'll be a different type of shout-out in Merv Griffin time. All right. Fantastic. And also, we launched something brand new, Brian, this past week. We did. On YouTube, exclusively on YouTube. We call it Something Extra. The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing presents Something Extra. So we're going to give you snippets of interviews that were edited for time, exclusive bonus audio, and it's all exclusively on our YouTube channel. You just have to search the WPAN on YouTube, you can find us. Make sure you subscribe so it comes directly to you every week. It'll be on Thursdays every week. You'll have brand new content from the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. The first edition, as I mentioned, is already up on YouTube. It's with Todd Sinclair. Make sure you check it out. Go to our YouTube channel every Thursday and go to at the WPAN 
on Twitter, and you can vote for next week's topic. This week, people have already voted, and we're going to be talking about two subjects, Brian. Our favorite WWE gimmicks and William Regal's surprise appearance at Chaotic Wrestling. Fresh, new, different content every week on our YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on YouTube. All right, new episodes of this podcast are available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course, BDARadio.com. Also, you can listen to us over the air every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Podcast Radio Network. Go to podcastradionetwork.net or download the Crikey Premium Radio app. That's K-R-Y-K-E-Y. Download the Crikey Premium Radio app in the App Store or Google Play. Tuesday nights, 10 Eastern, the Podcast Radio Network. Listen to the wrestling podcast about nothing over the air. Now, we ask, please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing. We're wrestling a lot of these people, and we appreciate anyone that helps us out. That's okay. Hey, this is for free, so they can do a little bit for us, too. Quid pro quo. Yes, we really appreciate it if you would... uh, Do the three S's for us. Share, subscribe, and star rating. Please share our posts on Facebook, our tweets on Twitter. Retweet the links. When we put the new episodes up, when we put the new something extras up, please retweet those links. It really helps us get the word out, gives more people the chance to take a listen and become a part of the WPAN family here. Also, be sure to subscribe to the feed on the podcast platform you're using right now. And if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a minute and give us a star rating, even a review if you get a second. It is the best way to increase our exposure to help us grow. So please do us a personal favor. Remember those three S's. Share our social media posts. Subscribe to the podcast. And please help us out with those star ratings. Okay, Brian, this week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing... We are filing our live report from last Friday's All-Star Extravaganza 8 Ring of Honor's latest pay-per-view offering. It took place right down the street from here in Lowell, Massachusetts. Literally right down the street from <laughs> Literally here. Literally right down the street. Plus, Merv Griffin time, a promo about nothing, and much, much more. But Brian, before we get into all that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Oh, brother. Billy, Dixie, and Aralox? I mean, those might... <laughs> Pop yourself. <laughs> those may be the most talked about names in the most talked about promotion of the past week, Brian. And man, would it be great if they drove traffic to our sponsor. But what BDA Radio really means is the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. Kind of. On the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Brian, you want total nonstop articles? Oh, I know I know Todd Fatpen Sinclair does. Yes. If you want total nonstop articles, go to BDARadio.com. And I do want to mention that we did want to talk about TNA. I mean, like I said, it was the biggest story of the past week, but we're kind of in an awkward position because we're recording this on Sunday morning and all the real news is going to come out of the pay-per-view Bound for Glory, which is Sunday night. So I think we're best off just to hold off for now and let the chips fall where they may. And we'll probably talk about this (laughs) in the next episode. All right, Brian, finally we made it here. Ring of Honor, All-Star Extravaganza 8. 
the Lowell Memorial Auditorium in Lowell, Massachusetts. I was there. You were there. And we didn't speak. I never saw you. No, well, we, I, d- we didn't. I only saw you when you were well, under you, the bright lights. You did see me. You know? Yes. I couldn't see you. <laughs> I was up in the, uh, the cheap seats. Up in the nosebleeds. <laughs> but I was there, and I was live tweeting the entire show on uh, at the WPAN on Twitter. Make sure you go check that out. I have tons of pictures up there. So I got to the building. I was with my uh, friend, uh, friend of you and, and me, Kev Bo. Oh, was he miserable? Oh, my goodness. So much misery. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. if Does he enjoy wrestling? I have no idea whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should uh, change it uh, when we have Tarzan back from Tarzan Hates Wrestling. Bring Kebbo and <laughs> Kebbo Hates Wrestling. But the thing is, he wouldn't talk about it. He'd just sit there and grumpy and miserable. He wouldn't. <laughs> Tarzan goes outward. Kebbo goes inward. You think, you think he just listens <laughs> to our podcast and grumbles to himself how much he hates it? <laughs> I'm sure he does. But yeah, he. Uh, I don't know that he enjoyed himself so much, but uh, I certainly did. I would say I mean, we were there for the NXT show, which was six months prior. I think the the arena was much more bustling for the NXT show. I mean, the, it wasn't a sellout for um, All Star Extravaganza. I mean, it's a very healthy crowd, a very enthusiastic crowd, but uh, not quite. So it kind of shows you the power of the WWE Network. I mean, there, but there isn't really a regular... Well, so I think some of that, too, and then the fact that Ring of Honor... I mean, you, it's, it's on Nesson-like sometimes. Sporadically, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so strange. It's very um, hard to get a following when you don't know when and where it's going to be. So de- definitely, like, definitely a ballsy move by Ring of Honor to come in this market and run, you know, run a pay-per-view. I know Boss, the Boston era used to be a, a pretty good stronghold for, for Ring of Honor. But still, at the same time, they... Again, they they switched venues so often. They never really had a home in Boston, right? I mean, I did. I remember I had a dark match in Plymouth, and then I did a extra spot, and there was some building in maybe Dorchester. I went to another one. I don't know. I feel like I've been to four or five local Ring of Honor shows, and they've all been all been in different places, right? Like it's tough to get a, a strong following in an area when. Like I said, the locations of the shows keeps moving around. When the TV airs, keeps moving around. It's tough when there's no consistency to to have that work out for you. But they, like I said, they did get a very healthy crowd. Well, maybe a lot of people watch through the Fight TV app. <laughs> yes, FIT. Which I recently discovered like in the last like couple of weeks. So Make sure you check that out as well if you want to see the replay of the show. And I really think you should as we get into the pay-per-view itself here. Um, now, full disclosure, Mike, before we get into this. Now, full disclosure, you have seen... Much more in depth, the entirety of this pay per view than I have. I, I was. Uh, You're busy. Yes, yeah, we we love to peel back the curtain. I I was I was. We are, ba- we are the curtain jerkers yes, of personal <laughs> podcasting. I was I was backstage for this, so watching as much as I could. But sometimes I was asked to do different things or whatever. So okay, okay. Oh, actually, before we get into the the show itself, the dark match, Brian was Will Ferrara versus Silas Young, the last real man, and Evil. Great match. Great to get the crowd up going before the live show went on at, uh, on the air at 9 p.m. Uh, did you get to see any of this? Uh, I, did, I did not see any of the match, that, of, of the of the dark match, no. Um, but I, I, I will say uh, that I really like Silas Young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not talking about like I met him back. You know, I, I didn't talk with him a whole bunch. I just mean like his, his character, right. his... Uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy his presence on camera. Uh, he certainly is the last real man with that with that mustache. <laughs> if you want to go back and take a look, the like the most obvious and tremendous feud 
in recent memory for Ring of Honor was Silas Young versus Dalton Castle. If two guys weren't <laughs> more perfectly matched up, like character-wise, <laughs> it's those two guys. So let's go to the show live on pay-per-view, which was Bobby Fish was the opener against our friend, past WPAN guest, Donovan Dijak. World television title on the line. Some luminaries with uh, with Donovan Dijak. Yes. Past guests on the podcast. Brian Fury, who is uh, Dijak's trainer. Scotty Slade was there. Uh, Anthony Green and Mikey Webb, uh, all fellow like trainees with Dijak. And of course, as I said, Fury, their trainer. So they were all out supporting Dijak. Uh, Prince Nana also out there as Dijak's manager. And this is a very good opener. Um they did a lot of work to get over uh, a knee injury for Dijak. Dijak actually hit the Fisher eyes and started selling his knee. He he went for the pin. Fish got the foot on the rope. Later, Dijak went for the Fisher eyes again, but Fish kind of got him into a choke, and Fish forced him to pass out in the choke, and Fish retained the title. Dijak, unfortunately, not the television champion, and it would have been a fantastic venue for it to happen. The fans were <laughs> well, fans are rabid for Dijak. I heard the reaction when he uh, when he first went out, and then I did hear the reaction when he lost too. There was you know definitely some unrest in the building when uh, when yes. Dijak didn't win the TV title. Uh, I, th- I think maybe a lot of fans you know who are familiar with him because he is a local guy here, uh, maybe thinking they gave him this match to have him win the television title. In his hometown. Right. I mean, it would have been a great opportunity to elevate him a bit, but uh, they're sticking with Bobby Fish, and, I mean, you can't really fault them for sticking with a guy like Bobby Fish, who's uh, one of the best No, and, and, and I think world. they are building up Bobby Fish and, and uh, versus Adam Page as well coming up, too. So Right. Their uh, biggest show of the year is coming up in December. We'll talk about that a little bit, uh, a little bit later on. Our next match was the four-way tag team match for the number one contendership for the uh, world tag team titles you saw this one up close to personal brian i sure did uh I sure did kenny king and rhett titus were there and uh, you were not too far behind and then you had keith lee and shane taylor uh then you had dalton castle and colt cabana and War Machine, Ray Rowan Hanson. The reaction for Dalton Castle was was <laughs> insane. That might have been the pop of the night. Like, yeah, I was right out there for it. For it an was, entrance anyway. Yeah, it was nuts. They, they went ballistic for Dalton Castle. Yeah, maybe even more so than Dijak, which was surprising. But yeah, he was... He it, was, was it was literally an eruption. Like when, when Dalton Castle's music hit, it, there was an eruption. And it was awesome. And yeah, him, him and uh, Colt Cabana, there's a good dynamic there. They're... Similar uh, in terms of their kookiness in the <laughs> ring. And it was pr- quite surprising that they ended up going over here. What did you think? Um, I mean, I, I mean, again, full disclosure, um, I, I just recently discovered Fight TV, so I have not been able to follow the, the Ring of Honor program as closely as I'd like to. But, yeah, I was thinking War Machine or, or Lee and Taylor would end, up, would end up getting the win in that one, in all honesty. Um, they had the the big spots in the match. Uh, although, if you talk to Warbeard, he is furious because they did not show his dive live on the pay-per-view. They, they did not. They were showing a replay of of the Keith Lee crazy, <laughs> crazy dive, and they only showed a replay of Handsome's. They missed it live. So, But they were showing the replays live on the big screen in the auditorium, so maybe... Todd could have just looked over there and see that they were showing a replay and then waited a second. No, no, somebody alerted him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I, so the way this broke down is that uh, War Machine and Lee and Taylor kind of 
paired off and you know there's a heated rivalry between yeah those that's two teams. why they they hopped down and then like like they called each other out across the ring and then yes. they hopped down and went that was awesome that was good stuff yeah so they kind of took each other out of the match and it was you're left with castle cabana and the cat the cabinet if, if you will brian yes so it was yeah as i mentioned castle and cabana going over so they're going to be going for uh, the tag team titles at some point i would say this is the first surprise well actually probably the second surprise of the night other than dijack not winning the tv <laughs> title so uh it, i guess it was a night of surprises now that i think about it <laughs> just ruining your own narrative <laughs> yes i am jesus i really should take better notes and from there we went to dragon lee his debut coming in from cmll in mexico he took on kamatachi this match was bananas <laughs> insane lots of stuff Canadian destroyers all over the place. Mexican destroyers, maybe you call them. Power bomb on the floor, like yes, like two minutes in or something crazy like that. Yes, it was like a a sunset flip power bomb onto the floor. If you can picture that in your head, and it reminded me back to, I think it was either in that building or in the Worcester Auditorium when WWE was in their their lowest period in the mid nineties. I remember attending those shows and. I think it was Pat Tanaka. No, I know it was Pat Tanaka of the Orient Express doing that move. The uh, sunset flip, power bomb onto the floor. And that, I kind of hearkened back to that when I, when I saw that. It and took then, me was, back. Was there a, like a springboard to the floor into like a Hurricane Rana, right? Yes. Is that yes. Just crazy stuff. Yeah, just tons of crazy, crazy stuff. And... Kevbo was had his head in his hands at this point, <laughs> <laughs> and, and apparently this was this was, um, and I had not seen their previous matches. Apparently they they have had quite numerous a story. matches in Japan and Mexico. Yeah, yes. and apparently this was a tamer version of of some of those. That yeah, that's what I that's what I heard as well. And so Dragon Lee, yeah, he wanted to show his stuff, and he certainly did in this match. And I guess he's going to be a semi regular going forward in Ring of Honor, and he had. Quite a fantastic, explosive debut here against uh, Kamatachi. And so Lee wins the match. The The finish of the match, though, seemed a little wonky. There yeah, was... it was kind of like that strange kind of powerbomb type thing. And it looked very dangerous. Yeah, he had him <laughs> up in a powerbomb position on his shoulders. And he, he reached up and tucked the guy's head down and then fell like into a back bump. But it didn't look. Uh, it didn't. It, he didn't land quite right. No, it looked. It looked more scary than like impactful. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it looked scary from a standpoint of like, oh my god, did he just break his neck and not like, you know, impactful in like a wrestling move sort of way. Yeah, and and that's where the pin came in and uh, Dragon Lee, as I mentioned, the victor in that match. From there, we went to Kylo Riley versus Adam Page, Hangman Page of the Bullet Club. And these guys had it rough just because they're coming after that match, which was a full fireworks display. <laughs> and so these two guys, and they... And that's, neither one of the, the, that's neither one of these guys' game either. And that kind of helps because yeah, it it's good. a completely yeah, it was different g- match. Yeah, It's a completely different match, more of a ground game. And Kyle O'Reilly ends up hitting a arm bar, cross-arm breaker, you can call it, and... O'Reilly wins this match. It seems like he's headed for a championship match at the biggest show of the year against his former tag team partner, uh, Adam Cole. So we'll see where that goes. But Kyler O'Reilly victorious here at uh, All-Star Extravaganza in Lowell. 
Then, strangely, they did a, a Silas Young interview. He was talking about the six-man tournament, and this took place right before the first match of the six-man tournament. But just did seem a little just weird that he came out there to cut a promo. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think it was an effort to get one of their main guys who didn't have a match on the pay-per-view. You know, on I think there was an effort to get him on the pay-per-view. If I, that's my take on it here. Uh, he also does have a championship match coming up because he won the Honor Rumble. So, you know, I think... I think In again, Lakeland, Florida, looks yeah. like he's challenging the winner of the, of the main event of this evening. For the championship, right? So I think I think they were just making an effort to get to get Silas Young on the pay per view. That's my opinion. Right, right. So from there it was the six man, the opening match of the six man World Tag Team Tournament. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, teaming with Toru Yano against ACH, Kushida, and Jay White. Yano, I was really uh, entertained by. I'd never seen him before. He has a, a sort of a comedic gimmick, and it kind of works with Mark Briscoe, and then Jay Briscoe is kind of like the, you know, the serious one, and trying to keep those two in line. And ACH, Kushida, Jay White worked really well together. The finish was ACH hit a 450 on Yano to get the win. Uh, Yano at one point took off the top turnbuckle. Yeah, he like sniff, sniff, <laughs> snipped it off with with like. I don't know, and like, I, like bolt like, cutters or yeah, something. And I don't recall it ever playing into the match. For, oh, he he used the turnbuckle pad and yeah, he, and <laughs> hit hit Jay White with it a few times. So this is interesting, but in the end, it didn't really help him out. Uh, the team of ACH Kashida and Jay White get the win, which is, I guess, another little bit of a surprise. Yeah, because you figure if the the Briscoes are involved there. Um, but again, it wasn't like they had like some long-standing partner they were with. It was well, they had they had team before, I believe, in Japan. So that that kind of oh, all right, yeah. So that dropping was... knowledge on me, Mike. <laughs> Unless they didn't, then I'll research this and cut this part out. <laughs> 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 but yes, uh, so ACH Kashida and Jay White move forward in the six-man tag team tournament. From there was Naito, who is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, taking on former ROH World Champion. Jay Lethal and a night of upsets. <laughs> At the beginning, I was talking about oh, there's one or two upsets. Now it's a night of upsets. Yeah, the Brian. Like, oh, I was like run of the mill pay per view. <laughs> just nothing exciting. Nothing. <laughs> everything just as I expected or not. Yes. So Jay Lethal ends up beating Naito, who is the Intercontinental Champion. I know the you know politically it's tough uh, like for New Japan guys to do jobs in Ring of Honor, and I think that. I mean, there's the only reason this would happen is if there's going to be some payoff for it down the line. So I would assume that either in Japan or here in Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal will get a championship match against Naito coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair conclusion. Naito is a very, very interesting, <laughs> very interesting character. Very bizarre. Very, very charismatic. Uh, I would, I would say, similar but different to Nakamura. I guess like similar in kind of the outlandish sort of stuff he does, but in a different way, if that makes any sense. Okay. Okay, I hear you. And there was a spot in here where Evil came out, uh, pulled the ref from the ring, started interfering. I'm not sure it was necessary. I mean, it kind of, I don't know if it took away from the match, but it just seemed like it was in unnecessary facet to the match to me you know you got these two great guys i don't know if you needed that interference but maybe that's going to play into something down the road but anyway uh lethal over naito and we'll see where that goes uh coming up here in ring of honor and new japan pro wrestling 
Okay, Brian. The championship match for the Ring of Honor world title. Adam Cole defends against Michael Elgin. Now, this was a very good match. Another very good match. I don't think there was a bad match on this entire show. It was a very physical match. Cole was working Elgin's knee for a lot of this match. And they, you know, they used the post. Um, I mean, I, I got to tell you, like seeing Adam Cole, um, you know, kind of up close and personal. I mean, I've seen him obviously on their on their programming and whatnot, but actually seeing him up close and personal, boy, does it feel like Adam Cole is going to be a guy that ultimately ends up in WWE and probably a, a really big star for them because uh, I, I think Adam Cole is just tremendous. He, it seems like he's been on their radar for a very long time, and it's a little surprising that it hasn't happened yet. I mean, he just came back from you know not too long ago from from injury and you know maybe wanted to make that more more of a name for himself and I think he's doing obviously more stuff with New Japan but right I mean impressive in the ring impressive on the mic legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world yes and he is a member of the Bullet Club now so he is going to begin to make regular trips to Japan and I'm sure that was as for anyone it'd be very uh, important thing to do to go to Japan and make your name for yourself over there and that'll only increase his his uh, star power if eventually he were to go to wwe slash nxt so uh we'll see what's happening with that but for now he is still the ring of honor world champion as he defeats michael elgin with a series of moves hits a couple super kicks hits a couple of uh shining wizards uh and he won with a brain buster so cole over elgin and cole remains the ring of honor world champion it seems as i mentioned earlier he is headed for cole versus o'reilly the battle of future shock at a final battle coming up and we'll see if that pans out. But from there, Brian, we go to the main event <laughs> of the evening. <laughs> the Addiction, which is uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian versus the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin for the tag team titles, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. It was Ladder War 6, Brian. And make sure you go check out on Twitter, at the WPAN, I really had no words to describe this match, so I just took a lot of pictures from my perch up high on the balcony. So I got a lot of nice shots of the various unbelievable, crazy spots in this match. So make sure you check out at the WPAN on Twitter for a lot of that stuff. But, I mean, Brian, this, I think, was definitely the most crazy match I've ever seen live. And it might be the most crazy, unbelievable match I've ever seen. Yeah, this match was uh, insane. The, the the way these guys put their bodies on the line in this match, especially Christopher Daniels, who I'm pretty sure is the oldest guy in the match. Yeah, he's, I believe, 46, yeah, 47. He's well into his 40s. He's been wrestling a very long time. And for his, the risks that he, that he took and the way he put his body, all these guys put their body on the line. But, I mean, I... I like by the end of it, you just were feeling bad for Christopher Daniels because yeah, the, and, the punishment he took. He's the only one that he bled as well. I mean, I'm, oh, did he bleed? Yes, he took a he took the top of the ladder to the forehead. He put his hand up, but I don't know what happened. But yeah, when you take a ladder to the forehead, it's he cut twice too. There's another there's another point in the match where he also cut like a different part of his head as well. Really? Yeah, because he, he was there was a little bit of blood and it just kept on flowing. I didn't know that it was a t- yeah, from yeah, two, two different two shots. different cuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, yeah. He was uh, he was beat up after this one. I'm sure he was. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't feeling great. There's a shot uh, that he put on Twitter of 
himself and Frankie uh, walking into the Lowell General Hospital <laughs> <laughs> after uh, moments after the show, uh, and probably you know deservedly so. This match, yeah, was absolutely insane. Ladders were involved. Tables were involved. The, 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 the successive table bumps, or the six, yeah, six, did I say successive or excessive the first time? Well, uh, let's I say meant s- successive. Yes, success. Uh, the, like when they all just went through the table, table, ta- uh, that was nuts. And I think like sometimes because sometimes when you're putting these types of matches together, you want to space out those sorts of things. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where I think it was four, like four table bumps, like yes. boom, 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 right in the row. Let me just say these tables look like they were made of cardboard because they <laughs> like exploded upon if, impact. Frankie Kazarian, when he went through, got the back of his head cut by, by the table. By the, uh, the, yeah, the table leg. Yeah. Yeah, these, don't buy these tables if you're looking to, uh, you know, do your taxes on them. They are... They're they're not uh, not sturdy enough for uh, anyone to use other than to put people through. And then uh, the one where they dumped one of the young bucks off the, the I don't remember which young buck it was, but they they threw him out of the they lifted up the neck. Yeah. they lifted up the ladder. Yeah, they all grabbed the <laughs> end of the ladder <laughs> and God. walked it over to the uh, to the ropes and then dumped him onto. And a it was table. very the way he bumped through the table was very reminiscent of the the Mick Foley bump from the top of the Hell in the Cell <laughs> through the announcement table the way the way he went through it just scary scary stuff and just guys really putting their body on the line uh yeah it was absolutely insane you have to go and see the replay on rohwrestling.com or the uh i think it's on the fight tv app as well it was just uh you're never gonna see anything like this again and hopefully not because these guys went out there (laughs) i think to to do something that was gonna live forever sort of thing in the in the uh, annals of wrestling history and i and i think they probably did that because the stuff they did was just un unreal like you could i don't think you, people took a breath in this match yeah i mean we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't really try to get the word out about this match because the stuff these guys did to their bodies for your enjoyment i mean they want you to see it we want you to see it so yeah, they can the, the they price can... of the pay-per-view is well worth this match alone yeah so make sure you seek this out and uh see what these guys did the finish was basically the young bucks had it won uh matt climbs up to the top of the ladder they get a super tall ladder matt climbs up to the top of the ladder Goes to grab the belt, but then looks and sees there's a table set up by the corner, and Nick Jackson has one of the um, machine guns ready for a tombstone through the table. So Matt looks at the belt, then looks at the tombstone, then gets on top of the ladder, jumps down, and does an assisted, they call it the Indie Taker, does an assisted tombstone. To the member of the machine guns, I believe it was Sabin, through the table, and destruction occurred, and then the Young Bucks simultaneously climbed up the ladder and pulled down the World Tag Team Champions. Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, your new ROH World Tag Team Champions. And boy, did they earn it. Yes, they certainly did. And as, as, I, as I elaborated to in the opening, I was part of security and come out, and obviously these guys are going to need some help to the back. And uh, the first couple guys went to the non-dripping blood fellas. So <laughs> me and, and one of the other guys there, we, we went over to Christopher Daniels, who was just covered in blood. There was blood all over the mats. Uh, and like I said, I would never been so happy in my life 
that somebody wanted to walk out of the arena under their own power <laughs> <laughs> rather than getting soaked in in blood. Uh, I don't like blood, Michael. And, no. Uh, especially somebody else's. Uh, on me, uh, not that not that I think anything is wrong with Christopher Daniels, but you know that's a lot of blood to not have gloves or anything for, and he was uh, bleeding profusely, as yes, they say, a crimson mask. It certainly was, but then like I, I will say the the moment of him uh, getting up and the crowd stop, you know, really acknowledging. You know, Thank you, Daniels. Chance yeah, and stuff just, like that. just incredible. The the environment, the atmosphere. Uh, the one thing that was very cool for me was just to be out there and feel that vibe um, as a performer. Um, you know, watching that and then just getting to be kind of out there while the crowd was acknowledging these guys. Like, it gave me chills. Like, because that is the stuff you strive for. That's why you put your body on the line. That's why the guys do that stuff. <laughs> is that electricity and that in that moment that building was electric and it was it was awesome to feel yeah so let's get into that a little bit more you were out there during uh warbeard hansen's match um you were stationed at ringside and how did you feel out there when you know your buddy todd is you know right (laughs) feet feet away from you yeah it was awesome I, i will say this it was it was an inspiring uh weekend you know um but yeah just to get a a front row seat to uh to watch one of my good pals out there performing live on pay-per-view pretty awesome um going into the weekend i had no i had no i didn't think i would do anything i thought i was just really going to be there and 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 you know show face as they say and observe uh, yeah. yeah and to just you know yeah i really wanted to see it and and all that good stuff and uh obviously i mean full a place i would like to to work <laughs> um i i don't think that's a secret but to actually be out there, uh, in, even in a small role, to be out there on pay per view and stuff. So I, you know, thank you to Rhett Titus, Kenny King, Caprice Coleman. You know, thank you to those guys for you know having me a part of that. Thank you to Ring of Honor for allowing me to come backstage. Really, really, you know, can't say nice enough nice things about that. And but yeah, pretty awesome to be out there and a part of it. And again, watch that, and then do the you know go out for security and again feel the atmosphere and the vibe after that that ladder match um just an awesome experience overall really motivating experience as well yeah i mean i'm pretty motivated anyways but it never hurts to get that little extra like like damn it i want to be a part of this type of type of thing and and if i i I mean i did already want to be a part of it but it does it gives you that little extra that little extra something uh, that little extra juice you know but before we move on i know you said he'd never be on the show so why don't we just talk about him Actually, the Playboy said, <laughs> posted something on Twitter saying it was like the greatest night of his life, and I asked you about it, and you said it was the greatest night of his life, and we could talk about it here. What it? Yeah. So what happened with the Playboy? So Jimmy last James. night after the TV tapings, uh, uh, Jimmy came to the TV tapings last night. The Playboy. That was Saturday night, right? Yes, yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, was, well, recording is Sunday morning. Um, you know, he. Uh, so afterwards, we were going out to eat. Uh, we were going to a restaurant down the road. Uh, happened to run into to Warbeard, who was. Uh, chauffeuring around some of the new japan guys it was uh it was evil and kushida and naito and yano jimmy was a little late jimmy was a little bit behind me because he had to stop i think stop for gas or something so jimmy walks in and they immediately just all look at jimmy <laughs> big guy <laughs> i think one of one of them said really lights up a room yeah so so then we you know just conversing and 
you know, I and uh, Kushida asked me how old I was. I said thirty four, and they pointed, you know, and Kushida then points to Jimmy, and he goes, Jimmy goes, oh, I'm twenty six, and <laughs> just collectively was, oh, <laughs> like, like they could not believe that this human being standing in front of them was only twenty six years of age, <laughs> just blown away, and immediately they start talking in Japanese. <laughs> I'm sure just again just utterly blown away that Jimmy is only twenty six years of age, but uh, I was I was I mean in all, in all honesty very cool to spend time with those guys, um, you know, eating dinner and and just chit chatting and a little as much as we could. I mean, obviously there's language a, a language yeah. barrier there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy really loves ring of honor and new Japan pro wrestling. He's a really big fan. He was, he was stoked to be there to watch a show and then to be able to go eat dinner with guys that he's, he's a huge fan of. So I, that was why he said posted about it being the greatest night of his life. But uh, well, and, and the icing on the cake was that some of them paid, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he ate for free. That's the, <laughs> that's Come the on, why are you gonna go there? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy got a free meal out of it, but <laughs> no. But I think legitimately, like for Jimmy, like one of that f- cool fan moment type of things. But it's funny. It's funny. Uh, so Warbeard was uh, got busted up at the TV tapings uh, last night. No I spoilers. Got, got some. St- yeah, no spoilers. But did get some stitch. End up with some stitches, and the waitress is talking to us, and she goes. Oh, you're bleeding a little bit, and he goes, "Oh, can I can I see some napkins to wipe it up?" I'm sorry, or something like that. She goes, "Oh no, you're okay. I was I was at the show last night talking about Friday night. So. <laughs> no, you're okay. You can bleed all over the place here. <laughs> it's very polite. So yeah, what a what a great couple of days. Um, I mean, really excited for everything coming up and. You know, definitely help being in that environment and being around that and feeling that inspiration and very cool, very happy. And plus, I mean, get to see just some killer wrestling too, yeah. which uh, sometimes you forget when you're in this that you still love just being a fan. So just to be able to watch everything that I that I could actually watch and then actually be out there for a couple of things was awesome. It was great. Yeah, it's it's been great here on the podcast to talk more about Ring of Honor and. They've got a big show coming up December 2nd, Friday, December 2nd. They're returning to the Hammerstein Ballroom, New York City for Final Battle. That's the next pay-per-view. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that as well going forward. And for All-Star Extravaganza, make sure, as we said, get the replay. ROHWrestling.com, the Fight TV app. You will not be disappointed. It was a fantastic show. And, yeah, thanks to everyone involved at Ring of Honor. So now, Brian, Merv Griffin time. All right. Now, this is named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. This is the talk show within a talk show, our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. Get in on it by calling our voicemail line. That number is 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. A couple of voicemails here for you, Brian. Let's take a listen to the first. Crockett, Kingpin Malonis, it's Mike Mills from Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hey, I appreciate the shout-outs each and every week for our show. I also have appreciated, uh, was appreciative of being on your show a few weeks back and very much enjoyed the recent episodes with Donovan Dijak and Todd Sinclair, referee from Ring of Honor. Keep up the good work, but dang, man, did y'all have to air another jab at me about Sasha Banks with Brian Fury a few weeks ago taking a jab at me? I'm just kidding, man. Hey, you guys keep up the good work. Enjoy it. 
Uh, great show you guys have each and every week, Sunday nights and Monday mornings. So uh, uh, keep on doing what you're doing, man, and keep growing it, and it'll be great. Catch you guys later. All right, Mike Mills from Booking the Territory, checking yes. in. Did I see maybe you're going to be a guest on theirs at some point? We're, we're in talks. In talks? We're in <laughs> talks. negotiations? Yes, we're in the uh, negotiation phase. We'll see what happens. Uh, Mike Mills, yeah, Booking the Territory. Thanks so much for calling the voicemail line. Make sure you check out Booking the Territory uh, at BTT underscore podcast. That is the Twitter Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all those places. They've got their main show, and they've got the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Review Show, and that's going swimmingly. And they have merchandise and pro wrestling tees, all that stuff. We love Mike Mills, and as you mentioned, there may be a certain member of this podcast appearing there in the very near future, so... Yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, we're getting your name out there, Mike. See? You're becoming a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. Our next voicemail. Wrestling podcast about nothing. The Kingpin Brian Malonis. The referee, Michael Crockett. It's RJ DeLuise on my regular segment on the show where I call in and make fun of you clowns. This week, I was thinking that We've used some 90s sitcoms to compare to the wrestling podcast about nothing. Well, here's another one. Since we are full-time friends, I would say that your show is like Friends, whereas Brian Malonis is the cute and lovable Joey Tribbiani. And, of course, Crockett, you are the dork that is Ross Geller. And then there's me, RJ DeLuise, the hilarious, charming, delightful, witty, attractive, probably the best scenario ever, Chandler. So there you have it, boys. Your show, not like Seinfeld, more like Friends. I'm Chandler, Crockett's a dork, and that's my call for this week. Hope to be on the show soon in another capacity, but that won't happen, so I'll just sign off. Until next time, may all your delights be Deloise. Later, gentlemen. Taking a shot at you. Huh? I really don't, I don't understand what he's talking about. I've never seen the TV show Friends. <laughs> I've, I've seen an episode of two. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've seen probably more than I care Jim, to admit. Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Yes, uh, lights are on. Nobody's home. <laughs> Headlights are on. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld is the show, not Friends. And uh, I'm, I'm not a dork, am I? I don't know. For somebody who wants to be on the podcast, he's taking some some big shots at you. I don't think he realizes that I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah, you're you're the you're the guy. <laughs> you're the uh, you're the boss. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that gets you, RJ. Well, thank you anyway for the for the voicemail, um, RJ Deloise. He's at RJ Deloise on Twitter, and let's get into the heel laugh. Oh, we got no calls with heel laughs, Brian. Oh wow! After that huge push I'm I made sorry, last buddy. week, I'm, <laughs> I'm humbled. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> That's not a heel laugh, Brian. That is a a joyful laugh. What is that? Laugh? I think it's. A, <laughs> I think it's a heel laugh. <laughs> no, it's not. A, well, you're a heel to me, but you're probably a baby face to everyone listening out there. Well, you're very teary eyed at the moment. <laughs> yes. What's this? Come on, people, give me some heel laughs. Call the voice. Crockett's line. not gonna be able to sleep all week unless you do this. 401-584-9726. Give us your best heel laugh. It'll really make my day. That's all I need to say. I just gave you a pretty good one. 
that, like I said, that's not a heel laugh. It's far it's too la- joyful. It's a, it's a laugh by a heel. <laughs> yes, exactly. There is a difference. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The other way you can participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter. That's PDA for BDA. Hashtag PDA for BDA. Tweet it at BDA underscore radio or at Crocsox, at Brian Malonis, at the WPAN. Okay, Big Woody at Apt Elwood. He tweets, awesome episode. Love hearing the insights from Todd Sinclair on booking and his transition to ROH. Yeah, what a great episode last week, Brian. Yes. If we do say so ourselves. <laughs> we toot our own horn. Talking to our old friend uh, Todd Sinclair about so many different things. Uh, I think our longest episode to date, uh, clocking in at uh, just under an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, typically I think we would have gone, maybe made that a two-parter, but I think with the timeliness of the... ROH pay-per-view. Yeah, yes. that's, that's, that's not going to be a regular thing for us going that long, um, but we wanted to have Todd, you know, Todd on this week talking about the... Uh, all-star extravaganza pay-per-view so definitely uh out of the norm for us uh but again for the timeliness of of the events coming up you know we wanted to get that all out in one shot yeah definitely and speaking of todd uh steven at hhh guy 2004 he says lesson learned today folks on the wpan if you want to win a booking argument don't call Pat Patterson because you will lose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go back and listen to that story. What an amazing... There's only one way for Todd Sinclair to lose a booking argument. That is, call Pat Patterson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> certainly. And check out on Twitter. I, I retweeted. There's a fantastic documentary about Pat Patterson that's not really getting a lot of play. The WWE put it on YouTube. They didn't really release it on the network anyplace else. It's an, like an hour long. It's uh, Pat Patterson's history through the years in wrestling, and it is a great watch, and it really hits home the fact that Todd Sinclair really had no argument <laughs> when it came to uh, <laughs> booking after after Mike Hollow checked in with, uh, with Pat Pat. <laughs> so make sure you check that out on Twitter. It is a great documentary. Also, next, John Morse at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. John Morrison? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. <clears throat> I was trying to cover the song. I had no, I had nothing. I was trying to sing his theme song, and I it's completely out of my head. Uh, so John Morris tweeted at WWE Daniel Bryan, please bring back win a date with Todd Sinclair. <laughs> That's another thing, Brian. It'd be that, amazing if we can get that going. Yes, another thing that put me a little down in the dumps this week, Brian. No heel laughs, and the big push for a win a date with Todd Sinclair. We got no one saying, uh, you know. Give me a date with Todd Sinclair. I love it. Let's do this. Please tweet. Win a date with Todd Sinclair. Who This guy is, he's a fantastic gentleman. He'll treat you like a million bucks. He's busy, though. He's busy? He's busy. He's tired, too. Don't let Todd <laughs> Sinclair forget about the win a date with Todd Sinclair campaign. That is, that is my request going forward. Okay. David Ratty. At Dave Ratman, here we are with the David Ratty question of the week, Brian, and it is directed directly towards you, Kingpin. You had a ladder match. This is very timely, considering we just saw Ladder War 6. You, Brian, had a ladder match with Fury and Hansen at Cold Fury 12. Were you nervous at all because of the danger involved? <laughs> Hell yeah, I was. <laughs> That's the only ladder match I, I've ever been in to date. And I, and I will say that uh, 
Uh, Hanson and Fury definitely took bigger risks in that match than I did. Um, I think given my size, that just lend, lended itself more to that. The, the the bumps they took for the finish were just craziness. Yes. But I did go through a ladder, double slammed through a ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sore for considerable amount of time after that. Not injured, I just very sore. Um, but yeah, I was definitely scared going into that. When you when you use things like ladders and tables and things of that nature, there's a very unpredictable. Even as much precaution as you want to take, there's you know a lot of unpredictability. You know when you get ladders are not made for people to go through them. Uh, so when you get put through a metal ladder, you don't know how that thing's quite going to break, right. or you know a shard of metal, or you you don't really know. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, to answer his question directly, yeah, I was I was definitely nervous. But at the same time, wanted to go out there and put on a good show. And you kind of put that out of your mind. And then once you get going, the adrenaline just takes over. And, and actually, it doesn't really hurt <laughs> while you're doing it because your adrenaline is so high. It's the hours after and the next morning where you're like, what the hell was I right. thinking? <laughs> so. so I'm guessing Friday night after Ladder War, you uh, approached those guys and were like, hey, yeah, yeah I know how it is, guys. <laughs> Guys, you know this what it's like. It's gonna, huh? <laughs> this is how it's going to go. You're going to be sore later and stuff. I'll sh- I'm sure you saw my match at Cold Fury 12, you know. I feel like it probably inspired them in some way. <laughs> it's- God, please. I, I, I feel like I was going to say this, but God, I hope people listening know that it's completely tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> well, if you want to actually see this ladder match, uh, I believe it's available on chaoticwrestling.com. You can get the DVD of Cold Fury 12. Are you trying to get back into Chaotic Wrestling or something? You plug them nonstop on this. <laughs> well, come on. There are uh, people, a lot of people that we know there and love, so why not? Go well, check we'll just out. Just leave it at no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Thank you, David. I feel like you're getting a kickback from Jamie or something, though. <laughs> sponsors, sponsors. We need those sponsors. David Arati, question of the week. Thanks very much, David. Uh, can't wait to hear you have for us next week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. TK at THOG94. He says. At the WPAN, thanks for the great coverage of Ring of Honor All-Star Extravaganza 8. Working midnight to noon, it was nice to wake up and see what happened. Uh, yeah, we're happy to provide that service when we're able. We've uh, live-tweeted the last pay-per-view, uh, Clash Champions. We did that, and we and whenever you get the opportunity, we do that. So I, li- I live-tweeted for majority of it. Yes, you did. <laughs> I may yeah. have... Uh, I may have... <laughs> Checked out. I may have woken up uh, with my phone on my chest, and uh, <laughs> and I don't even know what was on the WWE network at that, at that point. Well, Ryan, I <laughs> tweeted enough for the both of us. I was All right. I was going bananas. So yeah, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at the WPAN and uh, follow along. Sunny Goodspeed at Sunny Strut. He was at Ring of Honor All Star Extravaganza, and uh, he had just shared a picture with us of Todd Sinclair uh, gritting his teeth for the uh one of the matches from the evening and says uh he looks real concerned so the check check out that photo we uh retweeted that on at the wpan uh sunny thanks for sharing the picture and thanks for uh checking out the podcast and we hope to talk to that guy before long here on the wrestling podcast about nothing that would be uh, i think a great episode certainly all right before we get out of here some shout outs of course. Oh, hold on! I got, I got, I got to give a shout out as I, as I again alluded to earlier. Yes. So I ran into Steven at, at HHH guy. Really? Uh, yeah. Last night I ran into him. 
Uh, I will say, Steven looks great. Uh, he has taken off a bunch of weight, taken some, obviously, some big steps for personal health. Uh, complimented me on my weight loss. Ooh. So, you know, want to return want to return the favor, but it's good to Mutual see... admiration society. Yes, yeah. yes. But it was good to see Steven and, and his dad enjoying the uh, uh, the Ring of Honor festivities. Steven, I did hear you when I was standing out there as security, giving me some crap, too. Uh, obviously, all in good fun. But thanks for listening, man. Good seeing you last night, and I'm sure I'll, I'll see you down the road again at some point. All right. Check in the boots, Brian. Check in the boots. That is our good friend's at Referee Tony S, at Chip K C T B on Twitter. Make sure you check those out. Check out the podcast. They have a new graphic, Brian. It is inspired by Saved by the Bell, which is Chip's new favorite show. I did see that. Chip is like uh, 21 years old, and he didn't see <laughs> Saved by the Bell when it originally aired, and I don't know, I guess not even in syndication. So he's watching them on Netflix or something or other and uh, getting into Saved by the Bell. I, I remember watching the uh, first run episodes back in the day. I don't know about you. Yeah, absolutely. That was, I loved that. I wanted to be Zach Morris. Well, I think you are. I feel I like think I you am. are. Yeah, so now that's the new graphic reflects that. Saved by the Bell. Check in the boots. Make sure you check out their podcast. As we mentioned earlier, they review everything all the tv shows all the pay-per-views so make sure if you're you know there's something you're not getting from us talking about talking about mutual admiration society (laughs) good lord check out check in the boots on itunes stitcher all the places you're gonna get your podcast you you chip and tony s like i think i think your relationship has gone to like another level in in recent weeks there's uh, a lot of love there a lot of love there is a lot of love in the podcast community locally. And, sure. Uh, I was on a podcast, another podcast, when I went to Limitless Wrestling. I did see that. Yeah. I think we're, we're friends the, with those it's, guys. It's still real to me. Uh, you know, big, Smart to Mark, I believe, yes. is dot .com, I think. Is it the, is, yeah. Yes. So thanks to those guys for having me on. Appreciate all the kind words. Did you plug the freaking podcast? I did on my Twitter. So what, did you plug our podcast on their podcast? Yes, I did. Thank okay. you very much. Just checking. Uh, Why don't I'll, you listen to it, you I'll, dink? I'll make, sure I, I'll make sure I listen to it. And, what a uh, dink. You are. I, t- I called you on, on Facebook about Michael Crockett, professional a-hole. If you had a business card, that's what your business card would say. Professional a-hole. All right. Hurricane Rod, the Hurricane Rod podcast. At the Hurricane Rod on Twitter, they do Facebook Live every Wednesday night with their live podcast. The New Era podcast. These guys. Uh, yeah, these, these a-holes calling me out saying I need to watch out for... Ace Romero, uh, you know, get out of my face with that crap. No, I'm kidding. I like Ace. He's a good dude. They always uh, talk about us on their podcast, so we're returning the favor here. The New Era Podcast at The New Era Pod on Twitter. Okay, Fabe at Okay, Fabe on Twitter. He's uh, reducing his live streaming schedule because, the uh, as we talked about a few weeks ago, when he was on the show, he's got a baby on the way. So early congratulations on that, Connor. And, uh... You know, we hope to have you on again very soon. Limitless Wrestling. Limitless Wrestling at LW Main. They always retweet our stuff. We're very appreciative of uh, Randy Carver. Thanks very much, Randy. Laz, at Mile High Laz. Uh, Talked to him on Twitter a little bit recently. He wants to talk about the indies on the show. We're going to have him on eventually and talk about independent wrestling on the wrestling podcast about nothing how about george carroll brian an old friend of yours george this weekend yes at g carroll 77 on twitter he uh checked out the todd sinclair podcast because actually we mentioned him in it so hopefully he sticks around going forward and uh good to have him checking in and uh brian do we want to talk mayor mccheese no we don't (laughs) no we say thanks for uh 
for the kind words about us. The the words the only us- kind words. Yes, never- usually there's never kind words. <laughs> uh, so kind words about us, which makes me wonder, Mike, um, are you Mayor McCheese? No, I am not. <laughs> I swear. Yes, he's a legendary uh, guy. Not really legendary, but in New England, he just gets on Twitter and buries everybody. No one really knows who this guy is. He's some. Uh, independent talent or maybe more than one independent talent uh, he just goes on there and buries everybody and strangely just put us over big and said this is the only podcast i listen to so i'm wondering when the other shoe is going to drop on this one brian <laughs> no maybe just legitimately a fan so thanks for the kind words please keep the kind words coming <laughs> yes thank you very much <laughs> thanks to everyone that shares retweets our stuff on twitter we're growing slowly and we appreciate it so so much so we want to see you here on merv griffin time Please participate by using the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag PDA for BDA. Leave your comments and questions that way or call that voicemail line 401-584-9726, 401-584-WPAN. Give me that heel laugh. Thanks to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin time this week, and we look forward to talking to you on Twitter and hearing your voicemails, and we'll bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. All right, Brian, here we go. It's promo about nothing time. Big Woody's favorite segment of the show. And, Brian, in episode 13, we shared a promo from the Pacific Northwest. It featured an overly muscled fella named Scott Doring. He was new. He was nervous. And it was like the most uncomfortable viewing experience I've ever had doing the promo about nothing, if you recall. Uh, Well, Brian, we're back in the Pacific Northwest this week. It was 1986, and we have another muscled newcomer. And let's take a listen to this week's promo about nothing. In the crow's nest with us, we got Stony Burke. Stony. This year in 1986, Don Koss, there's one word in all Americans' mind, the rededication of the Statue of Liberty and the different uh, things that are going on, and that's got my word <laughs> well that's celebration we're talking celebration we're talking here celebration. Partner. all right we're talking tradition yes and when you talk about the pacific northwest the word tradition there's one thing that comes to mind that's don owens promotion big time wrestling yep. Yep. for many years the greatest wrestlers anywhere you wrestle in this country you find wrestlers that at one time or the other have been here wrestling for the pacific northwest um all the way through all the different uh parts of the world all the different federations, the associations, Don Owen promotion wrestlers are out there wrestling. So these people want to see the best show, the greatest wrestling. Don Owens does it. And he's done. Don Owen and the Owen family, Stoney, they've been doing this for over 60 years. That's right. I mean, you're, you go way, way back. I found out a little while ago, uh, it's it. been a couple of years or so, that uh, Don Owen's dad brought in uh, Gorgeous George. He, in fact, he got Gorgeous George's first suit way back in the 40s or early 50s or something. Well, that's the way it is. So you people out in Pendleton on the 3rd, you come on out, you see it, you're going to see the greatest wrestling, the best wrestlers that, that any oh. anybody has to offer. And now I want to just talk about Stony Burke a little bit. I've been around here for a little while. I'm learning the ropes. The clan members, you guys start watching out. You guys are Is sitting at clan? home, you're sipping your beer, you're watching big time wrestling. I want you to take a good look at Stony Burke. I'm working out in the gym. I'm doing everything I can. I'm working out on the mat. I'm working out in the ring. I've got different guys helping me. And there's going to be some main events coming in my future. And believe me, I'm going to do the best with them that I can. Well, you're the man that can do it, Stony, because we've watched you improve 
week after week since you've uh, been here in the Northwest. And uh, you're a very exciting wrestler to watch. And you put a few lumps and some heads out there in the ring, too. Well, I appreciate the compliment. And the lumps are going to keep coming. And I'm going to keep improving. And sooner or later, I'm going to make a dent in this Pacific Northwest. I want to keep that great tradition going. Okay, Stony Burke, thank, thank you, you very much. Mercifully, mercifully, <laughs> mercifully, after two and a half minutes, the promo ends. Oh, my God. Goodness, I'm sh- you know I'm looking at this guy and hearing this promo. I'm shocked that that Stony Burke is not a household name in our <laughs> lives at this at this very moment. I, I'm surprised his he's not being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame <laughs> this year. He's working on the gym. He's working out in the ring. He's not working out on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, the dry mouth in the sky. <laughs> the that that oh my god it's like you know making a presentation in front of your third grade class it's just not yeah that was was painful like really really painful i i feel like he would have rather been like i feel like he would have rather had like a tooth removed without without uh, anesthesia than be on camera in that promo i i would i would have to assume that it was live i don't know it just it wasn't seemed... the commentator did a fantastic I was, job yeah, of... don Koss is the man's name and that is a, he a, a true pro you see these days in wwe they put a microphone in the hand of like you know a former fitness model or a wrestling trainee and, and they start longingly. Yes, <laughs> but it's that they serve no purpose. A guy like this guy, Don Koss, he took this guy's hand and led him through this promo. And you know he would have been completely lost, Stony Burke, without this guy. And yeah, as I said, a true professional uh, with a microphone was this guy, the interviewer here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I forgot my word. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them? <laughs> he forgot his word. Oh, my God. All the things that are going on in this country, the rededication of the Statue of Liberty. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> celebrations we're talking about here, partner. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my God. So, okay, so you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, if you want to see the flop sweat for yourself of Stony Burke, Find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Brian, Kingpin, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and got dates. I do. Good. Uh, the next time I'll be in action will be October the 15th. Whoa. Yes. So time with the family. No, not exactly. You're taking some? <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Not got, exactly. All right. You got the other things going on. I do. Um, but yeah, October the 15th, Atlantic Pro Wrestling, big title defense, uh, just a big match personally for me because I'll be taking on a former guest, a good friend, Brian Fury. Yes. And uh, will probably be our last match uh, uh, against one another. So a little bittersweet, but one I'm very excited for. Uh, so uh, check out AtlanticProWrestling.com. Find them on Facebook uh, and Twitter as well. Uh, and please come out, come out and see this match. If you've ever seen me and Brian Fury wrestle and you want to see it one more time, this is the way to do it. It's and not going to s- happen again after this, most likely. And I saw tweets from Die Jack and Hanson saying they both wanted to be there as well to, yes, uh, to yes. witness the match. Uh, again, Brian, legitimately, uh, you know, probably you know, n- you know, one of my favorites, if not the favorite opponent I've ever had. So really excited for that one. That's October fifteenth. 
October the 21st, Top Rope Promotions. This is a big one uh, in Fall River. The Hardy Boys are going to be there, Mike Crockett. The Broke, so, Broken Mad Hardy, Broken yeah, Brother yeah. Nero. And so will the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Wow. And so will the Kingpin Brian Maloney. Right. Uh, Go third, third billing from the top. <laughs> well, you know, those, those guys might have done a thing or two in the business. But, yeah, come and check out Top Row Promotions, October 21st, Fall River. Uh, enormous show. I did see online that now uh, the third row now is already almost sold out as well. So, yeah, get your tickets to this one at brownpapertickets.com. Also find Top Row Promotions on Facebook. Uh, they know they do a lot of their promotional work through the Facebook October the 22nd, I head to your old stomping grounds, Western Massachusetts, South Hadley, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. There's a big fat loser out there named Wrecking Ball Ligurski who's who's, uh, dragging my name through the mud. May have to go answer, uh, answer that call. You know, (laughs) either way, I'll be heading out to lovely scenic Western Massachusetts on uh, October the 22nd, and then rounding out the month of October, October 29th, I'm heading back to Orono, Maine. Limitless Wrestling uh, made my debut there uh, back a week or two ago against Flex Rumble Crunch. Uh, so that was, what a cool crowd, what a cool environment up there. Uh, those fans are nuts, give me lots of baloney. Uh, I didn't know if you know, Mike, but jorts are still very popular in Orono, Maine. Uh, so you'd fit in well up there. So would uh, Fat Pants in his first match. <laughs> but, yeah, that'll round out my uh, October. Head uh, over to Limitless Wrestling. Uh, find them on Twitter and Facebook. They are very active on social media uh, for your ticket info. Uh, I won't be on it, but they also have a big show on October the 7th. Throw that a quick plug as well. October the 7th, they debut in Westbrook, Maine. So go check out our Limit- buddies Limit- yes. at Limitless, Limitless wrestling. wrestling. And if you want to book the Kingpin on your show... Brian Malonis at Comcast.net for bookings or uh, slide into the DMs at Brian Malonis on Twitter. All right, Brian, before we get out of here, do we want to talk about the return of Brian Buffet? You son of a bitch. There's <laughs> 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 my heel laugh. My heel uh, laugh's coming up. <laughs> I compared it online to like when you watch a horror movie and they think they've killed the the monster and then no the monster is back <laughs> tom lawler yeah. ufc competitor tom lawler at tom lawler on twitter that's l-a-w-l-o-r he uh does a lot of work with wrestlingobserver.com he does a podcast with brian alvarez filthy four daily and he is doing in response to the cruiserweight classic he is holding the overweight classic and they're, they're matching up uh, bigger fellas and uh, having people vote for who should win. And on the list was, amazingly, Brian Buffet from the ashes. Amazing. Yeah. And you'll be able to vote soon. And we're, we're going to make sure we're going to we're going to be all behind you, Brian. We're going to be backing you 100 percent. Well, I'm, gonna, not, I'm not Brian Buffet, so I don't must be. We're going to march Brian Buffet straight to the finals. You and me, WPAN universe. We're all going to do it together. Make sure we'll, we'll tweet those links when they come in and make sure you vote. And we're going to get you shooting straight to the top. Hey, not, not me. I'm not Brian Buffet. I'm, I'm Brian Malonis. He is, he's your heart and soul. Uh, have we covered Brian Buffet on this before? Yes, we have. Okay. It's we have. terrible. F off, Randy Miller. 
and your stupid, terrible name. That, that was like the chaotic rib. <laughs> Here's this fat guy. He's going to have food stains on a wife beater. And we'll call him Brian Buffet because he's fat. And you know what? Go F yourself. Well, thanks very much to Tom Lawler. Yeah, screw you, Tom Lawler. And Brian Alvarez. <laughs> and, uh, we're I'm like, I'm just kidding. Tom Lawler kicked my ass. So <laughs> good job, Tom Lawler. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that, and we'll provide frequent updates going forward on this. No, we won't. Before we get out of here, a special shout-out, speaking of MMA, to the podcast with little talent but lots of I extra belly say, fat. I thought you were going to say, speaking of buffets. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a man walks into an arm bar. BDA Radio's MMA. MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Emmett Jr. Subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and all your podcasting places, or find the episodes at BDARadio.com. Now, be a part of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on every platform. Don't forget, every week, we're giving you something extra on YouTube, snippets of interviews that you missed, exclusive bonus audio, Every Thursday, and you vote on what we talk about on Twitter. Search the WPAN and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Be a part of the Facebook community. We are on Instagram at the WPAN. New, unique, exclusive photos every day on Instagram. And, of course, we're always talking, live tweeting, and everything else at the WPAN on Twitter. Okay, make sure you follow at BDA underscore radio. Follow me. I am at Crocsox. The kingpin is at Brian Malonis. Use the hashtag PDA for BDA. It will get you a shout out on an upcoming show. And also call us 401. We tell these people to do lots of things. 401. You're very bossy. 401-584-WPAN. Leave us a voicemail. We'd be so happy that you did. And for all of your MMA and wrestling talk, come on over to BDA Radio. We will be back next Monday with another episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. We made it, Brian. Can I just say one thing, Mike? Sure. You're a no good son of a bitch. Thank you. Till then, he's the kingpin, Brian Malonis. My name is Mike Crockett. And until next week, thanks for nothing.